remembrance of you always in every prayer of mine for you all making request with joy. And that's an incredible passage, incredible uh, verse. I was able to be last year uh, in that town in Philippi and think about what those Christians went through, what Paul and Silas went through in that little town uh, to have joy in the midst of trial. And I want to thank God for every uh, time we've had together, crazy times that we've had, fun times, times of tears, times of victory and prayer. I'm going to start by thanking the youth group. Uh, Some of you are over here now and used to be over here. And uh, some great years in the youth group, some great memories. Tyler Tales was one of our favorite memories where Tyler Klein would tell one of his crazy stories. And I I don't know if they were true, but they were hilarious. (laughs) They were so funny. And we had had a little song, a VeggieTales song. We'd sing, Tyler Tales, and he would tell a story. And uh, great memories of that. I'll never forget the, the year that the van tire blew, the the church shuttle bus tire blue. Do you guys remember this? And uh, there's a there's a whole row there in the back, and that tire blew. Bam! And my wife grabbed all the girls in the back row and put her arms out like this and said, "We're okay." <laughs> and then that tire had that, that vehicle had another problem a couple years after that. Thank God we got rid of that thing. But what an experience we had at camp and. Um, so many fun activities we've had and uh, memories. And I thank you for that, for the fun and, and the love you showed our family and the joy uh, of memories. And I thank you so much. Um, many of you are still serving the Lord, and I pray that you do. I pray you stay with the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, he is worthy of anything that we can give him. Uh, I want to thank the choir. What a group of people. What a blessing. God put together a, a medley of people, so to speak, from all different backgrounds, all different personalities. All different uh, levels of ability, uh, and, and, and everybody was willing to jump in and put up. You think I'm Peter Pan in the pulpit. You should watch me lead singing in choir practice. It's, I'm, like, I'm like a, <laughs> I don't know, like a marionette or something, but uh, we have a lot of fun. Hey, if you've ever tried to lead a choir on Sunday afternoon, you'd realize you have to really, really put some antics into it if you're going to get anybody to wake up. Am I, am I right? It's a, t- it's a tired, I appreciate their effort. Those people, those people in the choir gave up their Sunday afternoon nap. And you know, if you're a Baptist, that's gold. Sunday afternoon nap. And uh, sometimes they didn't get to sleep at all, came in, cantatas, the effort that they put in over the years. And of course, all the special music groups and uh, that, that practice after hours. Church, you really don't have any idea, if you haven't been involved in music, uh, what kind of effort is put into preparing a good musical selection, uh, an offering to the Lord. It takes a lot of time. And so I thank the church and those that worked with us, uh, all those laughs and, and uh, worshiping the Lord together, outreach, the, uh, the, all, all the <laughs> Charles Dickens caroling that we do and the craziness of Pastor Shepherd and some of the fun things that we've had uh, downtown and uh, in the freezing winter. That one year, my wife was wearing half gloves and tried to play none other than uh, some of Handel, I believe it was, out there at Millstream Plaza. It was like 10 degrees, and we had her playing 16th notes on some song. And the poor girl, she did, it just kind of became more of a club after a while. <laughs> she couldn't separate the digits. 
<laughs> but we were, we were intense, weren't we, Brother Ryan? Uh, singing men's, men's quartet or quintet. A lot of fun. Uh, I, I want to thank the Lord for that. And thank you all those involved in the music ministry over the years. Um, home builders, you guys have been an incredible help and blessing and encouragement to my wife and I in the last two and a half years or so. And we came into that class right after we had Lauren. And I came in that class by myself. My wife stayed home with Lauren for several weeks. And it was a new uh, journey in our lives. And uh, the people in that class uh, just gelled together in an amazing way. God did some great things with us and uh, some hilarious times. I, <laughs> we had some of the most hilarious times. The people were very open in that class. And I thank the Lord for that. You guys were a huge blessing to my wife and I by being that way. And uh, just some of the stuff that I think it was just kind of a detox there. I call it uh, uh, the Parenting Anonymous, basically, back there. And we just kind of confess that we're all human and that we need the Lord. And uh, what a wonderful time. So I thank you for that. I want to uh, say to the disciples, uh, I really appreciate and thank the Lord that we're able to commission tonight. That's a huge blessing to me personally. The very first uh, fellowship that we had, a pastor had gotten some cards out, I think, to the church and ask some questions, have people write down questions for us, I think, if you remember that, yeah. some of you remember that, and he had all these cards and said, you know, what, what, is, what are your favorite things about ministry, I think was one of the questions. I remember I said, uh, and this was all off the cuff, so I don't remember everything, but he's, I, he said, what's one of your favorite things about ministry? And I said, to watch people grow in the Word of God is one of my, my greatest joys. And, and to watch people here tonight just grow and love the word of God. There is no greater joy, is there, Brother Federer, than, than see people grasp the word of God and become self-feeders and supported by God's word. It's a huge, huge blessing. You cannot really give any better, uh, greater joy to your pastor than to be a Christian and to act like a Christian and to walk in God's words. I thank the Lord for that. Uh, let me give this to the disciples. This is my commissioning word to all those that are discipling. Uh, Acts 20, verse 32, And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them that are sanctified. You need God, and you need the word of his grace. And uh, I want to challenge you to, to go with God and go with his grace. I want to thank Pastor Shepard for, uh, for hiring me and uh, having us come down here. We, uh, Pastor Shepard is a gracious man, and... Uh, we, the first time I think we talked was over there at Chipotle, amen, in uh, Easton, Easton, and we sat down, uh, and, and at the time I wasn't uh, leaving our church over there in Chicago at the time, we just kind of talked, and we had a couples conference together, and uh, just enjoyed fellowship, and that's, uh, pastor's been a friend in the ministry, and uh, will continue to be a friend in the ministry, and, 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 you know, it's been, a, it's been a great run. The Shepherd and the Peter Pan together over the past 10 years. I've been bouncing off the walls and he's been guiding me along those walls. And uh, <laughs> that's pretty much it. Thanks a lot, Dave Hapman. Uh But I want to thank Miss Lynn. She's been a solid, faithful uh, pastor's wife and friend to us and just stable and walks with God, loves the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and I've personally been really excited and proud of discipleship and how it's just been like right your thing and it's cool to watch what god is doing uh multiplying mrs shepherd that way what a what an incredible testimony with mindy folks you don't realize this young lady is just unbelievable what god's done in her life jonah and i talked before they were engaged god she got saved come from a steeped in catholicism family 
and has the truth of God and stands, I mean, wow. That, that, nobody could do that but God. Nobody could do that but the Word of God. And that's an incredible blessing. And Miss Lynn, that's to your credit as well, what, how she's growing. Uh, and I want to thank the, the Shepherd young people for all the times that we've had together from way back when Celeste, I think it was, or Alyssa fell off the bike. You remember that bicycle ride? Down, it was Celeste. Celeste, she's never been the same. And we had a bike, a bike accident. Someone went head over heels, uh, Celeste. But uh, we, we've had some great memories, and they've been very gracious with their dad and, and with their mom and just allowing us to do things together and, uh, and been patient with us. And, and pastor's kids, uh, they're not that great and they're not that bad. Not as bad as you think they are, and they're not as great as they, that, you, that you think they are. They're people, normal people. And these are good young people. God's been working in their lives. And uh, so it's a fun time. And I think we even had more fun during COVID almost than the whole time. We, we're crazy here during COVID. And I thank the Lord for the fun that we were able to have. God can take things and turn them out to good. And uh, that was a special time that we'll, we'll never forget. So thank you so much for that and your generosity and your love and your care and, you know, all kinds of things. Pastor, I got a trailer where the floor is rotted out. What do we do? We need Terry Freed as a fulcrum. That's what we need. And Terry Freed stood on the end of that fulcrum and, and, and he lifted that trailer single-handedly and we fixed it, Brother Roger, and we fixed it, Brother Terry. And it's been, it was great ever since. Long story to that. We won't go into. I do want to thank also my wife, and my family for their faithful service beside us and behind us. And uh, they are an incredible blessing to me. Uh, ministry starts with the family. And I thank the Lord for their faithfulness to the Lord, their love for the Lord Jesus Christ. They've been a huge blessing. There are so many of you that I could sit here and have. Uh, and I've prayed in the auditorium. And I think about each one of you as I walk around. And uh, thank God for your walk with the Lord, your encouragement to me. And your love for Jesus Christ. Continue on. I want to encourage you tonight in that. First Corinthians chapter 3. Obviously, I want to thank the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to take about 10 minutes and give you a little lesson. First Corinthians chapter 3 this evening. I'm going to leave you with this. This thought. Here's the title of the, tonight's lesson. This little lesson. That is this. We are in this together. Have you heard that anywhere? We are in this together. Mask up. <laughs> All right, I want to show you something from the Bible tonight. First Corinthians chapter 3, verse number 1. I, and I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherto you were not able to bear it. Neither yet now are ye able, for ye are yet carnal. For whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, are ye not carnal and walk as men? For while one saith, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Apollos, are ye not carnal? Who then is Paul, and who is Apollos? But ministers by whom ye believed, even as the Lord gave to every man. I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither is he that planteth anything, neither he that watereth, but God. That giveth the increase. Now he that planteth and he that watereth are one, and every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry, ye are God's building.
Father, just bless this quick thoughts this evening and thank you so much for all of what you've done in our hearts and our lives. We love you. We thank you for your grace. Thank you for what we heard tonight. What an encouragement it was and is to see your people grow, to see people saved, to see people get assurance, to see people grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. And then not to keep it to themselves, but to carry it to someone else and freely and willingly and sacrificially give to someone else. Bless Cornerstone Baptist Church in this endeavor. Lord, help them to be faithful to you and faithful to the task, to the mission, to the ministry, to the work. God, I pray that you would receive more glory and more honor as this body is multiplied. And I ask you this in Jesus' name. Amen. We know the spiritual temperature of 1 Corinthians, in 1 Corinthians, in the Corinthian church. And Paul addresses that here at the first few verses, that the, there was carnal comparisons among the people between him and Apollos. You could study Paulus' life. He was an eloquent man. He was a speaker. He was unlearned in the things of, of the grace of God. And Aquila and Priscilla uh, taught him more, the more excellent way. And they taught him more uh, thoroughly in the scriptures. And thank God for couples that do that. And Aquila and Priscilla, incredible couple in the word of God. Always mentioned together. And they were uh, a power-packed uh, husband and wife that, that God gave to Paul to encourage him. And then they began to encourage other people. But as always, humans are humans, and we all can be this way. Apollos was a pretty eloquent man. In fact, people started comparing Apollos to Paul. And Paul, they say his speech was contemptible. They said he had a a weak bodily presence. Uh, Paul was not a Billy Sunday. Paul was not a um, set the pulpit on fire. He was probably much more of a methodical teacher. Maybe he even leaned over the pulpit a little bit, you know. Didn't have a lot of antics. Not a lot of slideshows, just the power of God. <laughs> and uh, we, Paul was so detailed, people fell out of windows, and, yeah. you know, and they had to revive them. That's a story in the Bible. Yeah. A young man got so tired during Paul's preaching <laughs> that he fell out of the window. So Apollos has this reputation of being this eloquent speaker. Paul, not so much. And so the Corinthian church, by the way, the most uh, uh, spiritual gifts of any church in the new testament was the corinthian church albeit the most carnal the most gifted and the most carnal how is that well whenever you emphasize a gift over the grace of the lord jesus christ you get carnal and you think you have somehow got yourself in that position well they began to compare paul and apollos now paul was the one that planted that church you can study it Corinth, when he came in there, Apollos was the one that helped water the doctrine and the truth that was given. And so people began to go back and forth. Let me just write this down. It's going to be very short tonight, but there's a thought here. Comparison causes envy. Comparison causes envy. Remember, I preached a message a while back called Busy Do Your Work. That was my mom saying, Busy Do Your Work. You know, when you, when you stop working, you start looking. You start looking what everyone else is doing. Keep your head down and serve the Lord. Keep your head down and stop comparing to other people. Because comparison leads to envy. Envy causes strife. Fight. Friction. Envy causes strife. Well, mom likes her better than me. And, and then it's on, right? Envy causes strife. 
Strife causes division. When there is a rub together, you have to remove those things apart or it's going to explode. The heat, the friction is going to cause some damage. And so what happens is people say, oh, I can't handle it anymore. And strife causes division. And division causes carnality. Carnality, where people, the word carne asada, amen? Flesh, meat. That's what it has. It means acting in the flesh. Carnal. And we're all in our flesh, but we don't have to be controlled by it. And so that's what was going on. Then carnality, folks, stunts the growth of Christians. And he says right here in verse 1 and verse 2, I would have liked to given you more stuff, but you couldn't handle it. As you and I move to spiritual things, we can grow in Jesus Christ. When we move to carnal things, we will be stunted in our growth. Let me give you some points, and I'll be finished here this evening. Number one, it doesn't matter if you plant or if you plow or if you water. What matters is if you're in the vineyard. You say, what am I supposed to do? What did, what did God give you to do? What did God give you the ability to do? Do that. Don't look at the planter and wish you could be the one that started it. Don't look at the one that watered it and say, man, I wish I could be that person. Don't look at the one that's plowing or weeding and the one that's cultivating and say, I wish I could be in that part of the vineyard. Don't look at other parts of the vineyard. Look at the vineyard. Look at where God's put you in, right in front of you and serve him. It doesn't matter if you're planting, plowing, or watering. It matters if you're in the vineyard. Number two, the husbandman and the fruit matter more than the one who plants or the one who waters. The husbandman in this context is God, and the fruit is the lives and, of other people. If that matters more than whoever's watering or whoever's planting or whatever little job that you had to do in the vineyard. The fruit to God's account matters more. That means I might have to dung in the vineyard sometimes. I'm the guy that carries the dung. We all know where that is. It's the nursery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. You've seen that in the nursery? They put that up. That's a good one. You say, but I don't have any pulpit presence, or I don't, I don't have a class, or I don't... You know what? Can I say one thing? that Everybody has been a huge blessing to me. But one of the most amazing things that I've seen at Cornerstone Baptist Church is the faithful, quiet servants in our church. Just doing things. I'm going to tell you something about Brother Bill Fultz. When I first came, he would put out waters for us, okay? He still does it. And during COVID, we about died up here because there was no water and we, and we just got used to him getting us water. <laughs> we had to, if you remember on the live stream, Tim, go run and get some water. Because Brother Bill is like, he's like the water man, okay? He's like a, he's like a water source. I don't know. So when I first came, I asked him, I said, would you bring me room temperature water? Because I'm just picky. No, it's because your vocal folds 
freeze up with cold water. They get really tight. And so if I'm going to be singing, and I use my voice a lot when you're, when you're leading singing, you're actually probably putting more energy than the average person singing because you're trying to get other people to put their energy in. So I asked them to give me room temperature water for 10 years. He's given me room temperature water. In fact, when I'm preaching, he puts room temperature water in the pulpit and ice water for pastor. That's cold. No. You know what that is? Praiseworthy. Faithfulness. He's doing the job. I mean, who wants to get water for, for Peter Pan? <laughs> you know what he's going to do? He's going to do that forever. Who else comes up here? Because it's not about the job. It's about the husbandman. Verse 6 and 7, just a couple more points. Verse 6 and 7, I have planted a pause water, but God gave the increase. The job we fulfill is more important than the position we fill. The job we fulfill is more important than the position we fill. So here's Paul. He had the opportunity to be the first guy there. That's basically Walt Shepard. He planted the church here, right? Apollos comes along and waters. It doesn't matter who does what. (laughs) What matters is, are you in the vineyard doing the job God told you to do? Can I just say this? If you're married, then you have children, you start to see this. And that is when when kids compare themselves. But you never told Johnny to do this. Why are you always on to me? And, and we see it so clearly when we have kids and siblings, right? We don't see it so clearly when we get older. Sometimes we don't see it when we're in a church context. That we can be kind of like Peter and John in the last chapter of John. Lord, and what shall this man do? Well, Peter, I just spent a long time explaining what you're supposed to do. Why does it matter what John's supposed to do? Because I'm human. And I want to know what Ty Jolliffe's going to do when I leave Cornerstone. What is the man going to do, Lord? You know what? If I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? You ever have Jesus say, that ain't none of your business. He's from the South. It's just none of your business. That's what Paul's trying to tell people of Corinth. It's none of your business. God wanted Paul to water. God wanted Apollos, excuse me, Paul to plant, Apollos to water. Doesn't matter. The job that you are accomplishing is more important than the position that you have. So never forget that. It's eternal work. Number four, the way we serve is much more important than the fact that we serve. Verse five Who then is Paul and who is Apollos? But what's the word? ministers the way we serve is much more important than the fact that we serve are you you tracking me because god says he will bring into judgment all of our works of what sort they are he's going to bring in everything to do all every hour in that stinky nursery every hour with those kids Every hour with the teens, every hour with those college and careers, every hour with those sound guys, and every hour. 
whoever it is you're working with, amen? He's going to bring all those hours together and he's going to figure out not how long you served, but how you served. What was your attitude when you did it? How did you serve me? That is what was revealed in the fire. Scary. Because that means you could serve for 50 years and have that much gold. And maybe in the parable where the workers came in late in the day, maybe someone comes in late in life, gets saved, praise God, they've been out there living, partying, and doing this whole thing with the world, and then they get saved and come back and give God five years and drop over dead, and they've got more gold than you! Because they did it for the right reason. Younger brother, elder brother. The elder brother said, could you, you throw a party? He just wasted your entire inheritance on riotous living, sleeping with harlots. How could you? He said, son, whoa, time out. You've been here in my presence the whole time. What your brother, younger brother didn't have was me. Why are you comparing yourself to him and getting angry with him? Wow. What sort it is. So the way we serve is much more important than the fact that we serve. Lastly, verse number seven. All the glory belongs to Jesus Christ. Verse 7, he says, So then neither is he that planteth, wow, (laughs) anything. Neither he that watereth, but God. To give it the increase. Paul said, excuse me, Jesus said this way in in John 15. He said, I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him. The same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me... You can do nothing. Absolutely nothing. Real joy comes from serving together with God. Look at verse 8 real quick. Now he that planteth and he that watereth are what? Guess what? I'm getting ready to go plant or water in another place. But we are in this together. Right? So Rick Cole is in southern Ohio. He's not in this vineyard anymore. This part of the vineyard. He's in another annexed part of the vineyard. But we're in this together. We are. Mr. DeWine, God love you. I know you're trying to lead us right now. But we're not in this together as much as we are in this together. For eternity, we are in this together. And we get a chance to serve with God. Now he that planted, he that watered, I want, and every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. Look at this. For we... Are laborers together with God. So that's it. How do you last Cornerstone Baptist Church until you die? You never forget and never get over that you get to serve with God. With others. We are in this together. We are not on an island by ourselves. We're not just here trying to survive with Wilson. No, we are in this together. And we are to serve God in the vineyard together. It's so great to hear what the Word of God has done in different individuals' lives. One of the reasons I believe Cornerstone has some of the best unity of its existence is because of discipleship. We are in this together, doing the same thing, learning the same things. Let me give you this verse, Revelation twenty two seventeen. 17. And the spirit 
and the bride say, come. And let him that heareth say, come. And let him that is a thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take of the water of life freely. I don't know if you ever thought about that in that verse. But look how we are working together with the spirit and the bride and he that heareth. It's all a working together. We all say together, come lost world. Come take of the water of life freely. Come. And so when John, Jonathan uh, Wilkins gets out there on the street and says, come and receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. He's working together with pastor as he is at the men's Bible study. Say, come, receive the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior. As the ladies meet together and try to witness to some other lady at, at job or work with their kids at home. They're saying, come, come take of the water of life freely. We're in this together. <laughs> During World War II, England needed to increase its product or production of coal. They were low, and Winston Churchill called together the labor leaders to enlist their support. At the end of his presentation, he asked them to picture in their minds a parade, which he knew would be held in Piccadilly Circle after the war, the victory parade. I want you to imagine that in your mind. First, he said, would come the sailors who had kept the vital sea lanes open. And then would come the soldiers who had come home from Dunkirk and then gone on to defeat Rommel in Africa. And then down the parade would come the pilots who had driven the Luftwaffe Luftwaffe out of the sky and blew those planes out of the sky from Germany. And last of all, he said would walk a long line of sweat-stained, suit-streaked men in miners' caps. Someone would cry from the crowd, and where were you during the critical days of our struggle? And from the 10,000 throats would come the answer, we were deep in the earth with our faces to the coal. Not every job in a church is glamorous. Not every position is prominent. But it is the people with their faces to the coal that help the church accomplish its mission. And without each individual person serving in their spot, it would never succeed. Put your face to the coal. It may be black some days. It may be dark some days. It may be wet. It may be cold. It may seem like you are just digging into a mountain of getting nowhere. And no one sees how hard you work and how much you love God. They don't see it because you're there serving quietly, facing the coal. But let me tell you something. One day, read the rest of this chapter. There is a judgment seat coming. And God will reveal how you served. And if you serve the Lord Jesus Christ facing the coal like he is standing right there. God, this pile of coal today is for you. This Sunday morning is for you, God. This practice is for you, Lord. This disappointment is given to you, God. 
This blessing, this pat on the back, this shaking of the hand, this attaboy is for you, Lord. Then one day, it will be revealed by fire. What you did for Jesus Christ. And I'm going to tell you something. You can't replace the joy that will be in your heart when you get to take that gold, silver, and precious stone and throw it back at the feet of the one who bled and died for all of your sins. You can't replace that joy. All the glory belongs to Jesus Christ. We are in this together. We fly together or we sink together. But with Jesus Christ, it's glory revealed. Glory unto glory. You can grow. You can be in God's grace more and more. And I've enjoyed every step and every memory and every time. Our family is extremely thankful. First of all, I didn't ask them to say anything tonight because they were nervous about that. But secondly, they are thankful to you all for your love. Thank you so much uh, for, for just having us. Th- thank you, God. <laughs> if you're new to the church, there is an inside joke. The only thing you could have done was add a boy, Peter Pan. But Thanks, Brother Tim. I don't know. I wanted to belabor it. I want to thank you, though, just for a chance to serve with you. God be with you, and God bless you as you multiply. Yes. You go forward. How's it going to be? Oh, it'll be fine. It's going to be great. With God, all things are possible. All things are amazing. Even trials are turned into blessings with the Lord.